Welcome to Business Mentorship Keeping It Real, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who share their great ideas in our guest blog found on shareyourstories.online. Our guest is Sylvia Plester Silk, who is a speaker, award-winning social worker, and intuitive counselor who works with individuals ready to break barriers. And we're going to discuss how she's been able to redirect her passion for life by recalibrating her career and listening to her intuition. And Sylvia joins us from Guelph, Ontario. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me, Trish. I have to say, Sylvia, that we do ask folks if they have any questions for our guest, for those who can't join us for the live stream. And I think I had four people who sent in the question, I'm dying to hear about Machu Picchu. So give us an idea for the viewing and listening audience who are either with us live or are going to be joining us later. What was the catalyst? Was that a, a, just a, an educational trip or was it one of those treks where you were on a quest to make a change? How I decided to go to Machu Picchu was when I was coming home from a train from on the plane from a trip with my husband in Ireland. Wow. And I was like, I just thought, what's my next trip? And I heard Machu Picchu. Frankly, I knew nothing about Machu Picchu at that time. And I went, okay. And then I was talking to a girlfriend who went, I've always wanted to go there. Let's go. And quite I I didn't have a good business year in 2019 Frank and so I was like I don't know how I'm paying for this but it's gonna happen right I just said you know if you don't come I'm going without you and I was like the FOMO just like reared its head right I was like no I'm coming and um so I just follow I just started to take baby steps about it I looked up about it. I found more information about Machu Picchu. We got together, we'd sit beside each other with our two laptops doing research on where could we go and what could we do and which trek would you take and why would you take that trek? And quite frankly, I lied a lot to myself. When I went into my mind, I lied because I said, we'll have lots of breaks. It won't be that strenuous. They can't make it that difficult, right? So at that point, I was, what, 55, 56 years old, unathletic. I did start training in January and went in September. But, oh, my goodness, I was not prepared for how difficult it was to go down a mountain. Really? Yes. I, must, I must admit, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm kind of thinking it would be much more difficult to go up the mountain rather than down the mountain. No, we're like, we don't, we go, we walk up. It's harder on the legs and the body to go down, to go down. especially in uneven and um, irregular right. terrain. Right. Right. So what was the, what was the, the experience? So you're here, you are, you've taken this leap of faith. You manifested this trip. You decided that you're going, you're there. Uh, I'm sure it was a grueling experience because, you know, we, our mind never really gives us the, the true picture of what we're <laughs> going to experience. So here you are, you're there, and now you're looking around going, oh my goodness, what have I done? Yeah, so I guess my first hint was the night before we went, we had to go to the company and pay our final deposits, and I met everybody. And as I looked around the room, I'm like, 
there's only out of this group of 12, there's only four people over 30. Oh, wow. I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that was your first clue. <laughs> um, and so we got up and I think we had to get up at like four o'clock in the morning. And there's a photo of us, um, the two of my friend and I, um, that morning and we look like we're about as excited as we're going to a funeral like we look we look horrible right? reality set in it's like <laughs> oh what are we doing to ourselves and um so off we went and we started out with a I think it was a four-hour bus ride which quite frankly we slept through a lot of that um and then we were hiking and so the first night it was minus 10 degrees wow but we were in these wonderful domes and you could see the stars and it was like, you could almost touch the stars. It was so incredibly beautiful. Um, and fortunately the beds were always comfortable. We went on the Salcanti trek and um, we had our own chefs, which was fabulous, except that I was affected by altitude sickness so that I could either breathe or I could digest food, but I couldn't do both well together. Oh, dear. So this beautiful, scrumptious food was being created for us. I've never had a create at my own private chef before. No. And I'd eat about two tablespoons of food a meal. Oh, no. Um, and I'd feel full. I'd be like, I can't eat another bite. So there's days I think, hmm, I could use a few right. days like that. Yeah, but yeah exactly. <laughs> And, um, and so I was literally managing between the parasympathetic, choosing which parasympathetic system in my body I was going to use that day in that moment. And there were times where I would like to literally take three steps and have to stop and breathe to catch my breath. Wow. Because of the altitude. Wow. Um, yeah. So it was a hard, hard Trip. experience. Yeah. But monumental in terms of my learning and growth, I started to, um, my travel companion wasn't what I expected. <laughs> in my advice is make sure you know someone really, really well before you travel with them and ask them, how are they under stress? Oh. Uh-huh. So um, she didn't do the prep work I did. Um she was probably slightly less fit, if I might say that, Wow! because um, I certainly wasn't well fit right. and um, really, really struggled and had a really hard time emotionally wow. and physically. And the gift that came out of that for me was I was struggling because she was struggling, but I'm like, I can't just sit with her and be at her pace. She's got to right. be at her pace. I've got to be at my pace. Right. And then my guides, and I'm talking spiritual guides here, um, said, you're not responsible for anybody else. Right. And I knew that in my mind as a social worker from being in the field for what, 30 years at that point. Right. But I got it at a soul level. And it gave me such freedom in my life. Isn't that amazing? And um, and so that was what allowed me to come back to social work. And ah. therapy was not feeling that pressure because I'm an empath. So it's very easy for me to pick up other people's emotions and wear them and take responsibility that's not mine. Um, now I teach people how to not do that because I figured it out, which is fabulous. Yeah, <laughs> um, for sure. 
but yeah, so that, so my guides were like, they were sitting here having a conversation with me and they were demanding, like I had to go back to social work and I honestly went fighting. Wow. And, um, but it was like every day for two weeks after I returned, I got a message and it might be something like a synchronicity. Like I would talk to one person and they would use a turn of phrase and I would talk to another person that same day and they'd use the exact same turn of phrase. Wow. And I'd be like, Oh, so you were actually then recalibrating your business as a result of having an experience that gave you some intuition about what your purpose really was for the future. Absolutely. So how did you recalibrate? Because that's a difficult thing to do. So for the folks who are interviewing and listening audience who are entrepreneurs, and you know, lots of times we make little tweaks to our business model based on our customers, mm-hmm. but you're making a tweak to your business model based on your intuition. So how did that work? How did you make that adjustment? It was actually very easy and very smooth because it was so meant to be. Oh, good for you. Right. And so how I would answer that question, Trish, um, is go where the inspiration lies. So if you're inspired or excited or curious from more of an emotional place than a mind place, I think we spend way too much time in our head figuring out what are the right answers. And I always wanted to know why and the hows. The years I wasted on how Mm -hmm. are like, oh, gosh, I don't care how anymore. I just take one step. And then once I've accomplished that one step, I take another step. Right. And I'm in the midst of doing that again. I'm starting to. So I'm going to retire in a year or two up to my cottage up um, in the northern Bruce. And so I've, I've decided just because of breadcrumbs that I picked up along the way where I went, oh, and again, being guided, I'm starting to offer services. My next spiritual development group is going to be in Wyerton in May and June. Wow. And there's moments where I'm like, oh, and I'm caught up in fear. And it's just like, that's mine. Just relax. And right. I'm shown the next step. And sometimes it's the smallest little niggling thought that we could just ignore. Right. That That throws you off. Yeah. So if you were going to give anyone some advice, so, you know, we all face barriers in life, you know, we, and you've already mentioned, and you've given us a little bit to allude to the fact that sometimes we make mountains out of mohills, as my Nana would have said, right? You know, you you get something gets into your mind. And then before you know it, you're, you're, you know, hyperventilating because you got yourself all excited. So if, if you, if you, come up against an obstacle and you need to break a barrier. Mm -hmm. What are one of the tools that you would be able to share with us that helps folks say, calm the mind, calm the body and give yourself that, that little pause, you know, hit the pause button. How do we hit the hot pause button when emotionally everything's running at Mach 2 with our hair on fire? So what happens is our mind makes up a lot of mind main emotions. So if we know we're programmed, pre-programmed to have more negative thoughts and positive thoughts. So it's not going to say, hey, beautiful, you're doing a great job. It's going to go, oh, have you thought of this, this and this? So when you get into that kind of mind thing, just go, this is my mind. Come into your body and ask, how are you really feeling about it? 
what is the real emotion and then act out of that emotion. So that's if, really great advice because, you know, to even pinpoint the emotion sometimes is a challenge because there's more than one emotion that's taking over, but there's obviously one that's in the lead. Right. And so let's say that you go in and it feels like fear. So I honestly believe all we really need to do is just experience our emotions, just feel them and they dissipate. That's what life has taught me. Um, and that's a lot of the work I do with my clients is just helping them learn their emotions and learn to sit with emotion and just feel it so it can go. But if it's fear, maybe out of fear, you need some reassurance. So pick up the phone and talk to somebody that is supportive of you and that's going to have your back. That's a really great point because, you know, one of the things that we often hear from entrepreneurs especially is that it's very lonely. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you're, you're if, especially if you're a solopreneur, even if you have a small team, most of the time you're working in isolation or Absolutely. even if you are in a small office, everyone's doing their own thing. You know, you, you may sit collectively and share a coffee or go out for lunch, but most of the time we spend in our own solitary place figuring things out. Absolutely. And so being able to pick up the phone or being able to call a colleague and just do a quick little brainstorm or ask a question is probably really very beneficial, especially if you're equating that with the fear component. Exactly. Like, so I've had a mastermind of people, a mastermind group since 2010. Oh, probably actually, I think I'm forgetting my first one since probably 2007. And so those are my peeps. We've got each other's back. We text each other. Hey, you got five minutes? And we might be in the middle of going into a workshop and we just need to like talk each other down for 30 seconds before we can go and be successful. But we make sure like, so my advice, if you're starting a mastermind is make sure that you get people that you can be that are on the same wavelength that have the same level of commitment and that are really, to, really ready to have your back. That is absolutely golden advice, because I can't think of anyone who would not appreciate having those components, especially the one where someone has got your back. Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing more important than being able to do the brain dump and have somebody say, you know what, that was really great. You got all that off your mind. Now let's, let's tackle the, let's solve the problem. Let's move to the next phase, right? Exactly. Which is really very beneficial, especially if you're in an entrepreneurial setting where, you know, I always say the big corporations, the fortune 500 companies, it takes a long time to turn that ship around. Right. One of the benefits when you're in a small to medium sized business is you can affect change very quickly, but it also means that you have to be able to act and make a decision, feel confident in that decision, and then move forward. Exactly. So the advice that you've given actually helps to solidify in an entrepreneurial mindset how to get over the obstacle or the barrier and get that much closer to your end game or your success goal. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really important. It's really just tuning into yourself and knowing where you're really at, not where mind distracts us to, but where you really are in your heart and your soul. Right. And then taking one action step. Right. And sometimes it's a baby step. But we, we talk about if you take one step forward, your guides take 10 for you right. towards you. Right. Right. 
Right. So you're not alone in it. And we think we're alone. Right. That's a really good point. Yeah. They're inspiring for us. Really and sometimes we get in our own way, right? I don't know how many times I've had a conversation with somebody and, you know, they have this really awesome idea. And by the end of the conversation, they've talked themselves out of actioning that particular thing because they thought of all the reasons why it won't work or why it's going to be difficult or, or why somebody may, there may be an obstacle that they won't know how to, you know, overcome. And so the great idea goes to the wayside because it's, it's no longer in the forefront of their mind and having somebody that you can sort of sit with and go, Hey, you know what? That really is a great idea. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Um, can be really beneficial. Absolutely. You yeah. know, you've got to go where the energy is, go where the energy and the excitement is. That is so true. So you, now you've, you've given us a little tidbit. You've told us that in the next few years, you are thinking of retiring. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean, you know, close up shop, you know, take your shingle down, you're done? Or does that mean just recalibrating your business model again, so that maybe you're not working five days a week, maybe you're working two or three days a week? What does that look like for you? Well, I'll tell you when I get there. Um, <laughs> I will. So it's already I'm already down to three and a half days I work. Okay, I'm having far too much fun to stop. Ah, see, this was this was what my intuition was telling me that mm, I don't see Sylvia sort of pulling the shingle down and saying, yeah, no, I'm done. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to bake cookies and I'm going to sit by the dock and, you know, fish all day. Mm -hmm. So that's it. That's a really another interesting point, because, you know, having the end game or your exit strategy in your business is just as important as the growth strategy. Absolutely. And I think we get overwhelmed going growth strategy, growth strategy, growth strategy. And sometimes like I remember shortly after I came back from Machu Picchu, I like I wasn't doing that well in my consulting business and I was working really, really, really hard. hard. Mm -hmm. And my guide said, stop it. Stop working so hard. If you don't feel like working, don't work. When you work this hard, you constrict the energy and it can't flow and you can't get the results you're doing. And so literally since then, there are days when I'm like, ah, I don't have my blog in me today. I'm not sending out the newsletter. That'll have to go to tomorrow. Good for you. And I'm in business success. I'm doing very well. Good for you. And Good I think it's like, stop striving, go for that inspiration, really listen to that intuition and those little nudges that excite you. Because I think that's, that's the key, right? Is recognizing those little messages or synchronicities that we get throughout the day, the week, mm -hmm. the month that give us the confidence to not only be able to recalibrate our business model, but to really push the envelope for our own personal and professional success. Yeah. Cause sometimes it's just literally moving it this far. Five degrees, right? Yeah. And other times it feels like the giant leap off the right. top of a mountain. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right. But get your supports, hang on and go for the ride. That's a really wonderful advice. You know, Sylvia, one of the things that we do in the guest blog is we ask folks to share three words of advice. And your three words are, and you've alluded to them quite often in our conversation, is listen to your intuition. Mm -hmm. What I'm going to ask you is how does someone who does not see the signs and signals that may be there, how do they tap into their intuition? What is something that they can do that will help them realize that, you know, trust, some people say trust your gut instinct, but mm -hmm. how do how do they trust or listen to their intuition? 
I would say think back to a time when something worked out really well for you. What were the little niggling things? And you're going to see it, you're going to feel it, you're going to sense it, depending on who you are. And they're all equal. I used to go, I used to put them in order and think if you heard or saw, that was like way up here. And because I just heard the odd thing, I wasn't, I wasn't intuitive, intuitive. That's wrong. Um, And so just listen for those. It'll be something silly. Like for me, it's sunshine is shining out and I'll hear this little take an umbrella and I'll ignore it and get wet <laughs> and so I it, it and I'd hear it as the slightest little whisper that sounded like it came from inside my head but a different place than my mind so it's just starting to notice notice if you get start seeing repetitive numbers that's often spirit speaking to you wow so that's if you're really cool at your odometer and all of a sudden it's like one 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 three three five five notice that notice the like when you pick up your cell phone what's the you know you'll start to just notice so just be open to the possibility that you're intuitive and be mindful i guess of some of the things that that keep happening over and over again and start to take notice of those things absolutely and that's really yes that's really great advice yeah it doesn't come from your mind in fact it's important to trust what doesn't come from your mind yeah that's so true that's so true well sylvia i i absolutely love that you've taken us down the mountain with you to a place to recalibrate your business to giving us some really some great insight into the facts that you know change is inevitable Mm -hmm. um change is actually a good thing presents us with a lot of really wonderful opportunities. And if we follow our intuition, things will just become that much easier and we'll be able to get to that end game um, without so much struggle. Absolutely. And I think that's really valuable information for everyone. And I really thank you very much for sharing that with us today because um, I I was expecting a totally different conversation from Machu Picchu. So I absolutely love that you took us on a journey down the mountain and now you've taken us to a place where if we trust our intuition, the doors will open and things will become that much better and easier for us. And I thank you for that. Thanks very much, I'd like to thank you for joining us today and tuning into this edition of Keeping It Real, where we introduce you to the person behind the logo. If you'd like to connect with our guest, you will find Sylvia's contact information in the description portion below. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series. And if you're interested in sharing your business story, visit our website at shareyourstories.online. Thanks again, and we look forward to meeting you next time when we share another great idea.